friends! Welcome to Name That Voice, a podcast where we discuss all things voiceover, from history and drama to trending hot topics and the lives of some of your favorite voice actors. I am your host, Carrie Favel, and I am so grateful that you've decided to spend some time with me. This is the second episode of our series, and today we will be looking at the art of voiceovers. We know how the concept of recording voices started, and the first ever recorded human voice. So today, we will look at how recording voices were turned into art, and how it began in the early 1900s. Ever wondered how voiceover started? Well, let me tell you. VO was successfully done for the first time by Reginald Fassenden, a Canadian inventor who was born in Milton, now known as Quebec. He worked for Thomas Edison in the Edison Laboratory in New Jersey and later pursued an academic career at the Western University of Pennsylvania as a professor. Fassenden was fascinated with the invention of the telephone and wanted to quickly transform it into a way to communicate wirelessly. In 1900, he left the university to experiment with wireless telegraphy eventually being successful in the first-ever voiceover, where he tested reporting the weather for the U.S. Weather Bureau. And in 1906, Fassenden did the famous Christmas broadcast, where he was able to broadcast to people over 11 miles using an alternator transmitter, which was able to send quality audio signals. In this broadcast, he sang Oh Holy Night, and then followed it with a short speech and biblical references. This broadcast was the start of a whole new era of broadcasting that we see today, as it reached Virginia and was rumored to have reached all the way to the West Indies. Reginald Fessenden paved the way for broadcasting as 20 years later, the BBC, British Broadcasting Corporation, was formed. They had the motto, Inform, Educate, and Entertain. And it went to become the revolutionary step to changing broadcasting in the world. Let's take a step back for a bit and go to the 17th of August, 1908, when Emile Cole, a French cartoonist, created the first-ever animated cartoon called Phantasmagorie. This animated cartoon featured a stickman that moved around and came across multiple morphing objects in its journey, like a wine bottle that transformed into a flower. Which sounds pretty bizarre, but who am I to question old-school cartoons, right? But cartoons at the time did not really have a synchronized voiceover and were usually silent films. Until 1928. Steamboat Willie, the world's first cartoon with a synchronized voiceover, was released, starring Walt Disney himself. It had a budget of $4,986, which is about $87,476.61 today, due to inflation. Steamboat Willie was considered the debut of the two famous cartoon characters we know today, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. The cartoon is about Mickey Mouse piloting a steamboat as a captain until he was caught and confronted by the real captain, Pete. Long story short, it includes lots of silly bits here and there for laughs. Later on, Minnie's appearance in the cartoon is after she drops her ukulele on deck, and in that scene, they are seen playing various animals as musical instruments. to say that cartoons back in the 1900s were silly and their humor was way different than ours now. <laughs> Walt 
Disney's voiceover was used to perform noises and grunts for Mickey Mouse that he'd done himself, and this performance was revolutionary in the name of animation and voice acting. Back then, they had a literal term for voiceover, which was voiceover picture, being self-explanatory. Mickey Mouse was brought to life, and Walt Disney played a crucial role in changing silent animations to proper animations with synced voiceovers in cartoons. But back before Steamboat Willie, the Vitaphone was often used to add sound to films, and it was the latest method of sound on a disc that was used in Hollywood before printing sound directly onto the film replaced it. The Vitaphone had a film projector put together with a record player, and whilst the film was mounted, the projectionist would then carefully sync the record player with the film. It does sound very complicated, at least to me, but for its time when the sound and film were being synced, it turned out to be quite effective and was considered a major advancement back in the day. Eventually, this system failed as it was hard to distribute these films because they had to be sent with a disc. And the projectionist who will be projecting this had to be very skilled in syncing it, and editing was very difficult as well, leading to being replaced by the phonofilm. The phonofilm was created by Lee DeForest and was used in the 1920s and was able to provide a film that was effectively synchronized with sound. The sound was recorded with an optical recorder, transforming it into a pulsing beam of light next to the film itself on a narrow strip along the edge of the film. It was reproduced by a sensitive light detector, which basically turned the image into an electrical signal to make it possible to be heard through a speaker. With the invention of the phonofilm, the Pat Powers Company was able to clone the technology with their own branding, the Cinephone, and it was completely legal. <laughs> The Cinephone was what was used in Steamboat Willie and was a major step in advancement in animation and filmmaking. This new system was easier to make, edit, and distribute. It was also even cheaper than the Vitaphone, making it the replacement for it. In the next episode, we will look at the significance of Disney's Snow White in the history of voiceover. So stick around for that! If you've made it this far, welcome to the bonus fact. Did you know the first ever TV commercial with voiceover actually aired on July 1st, 1941? That's right. Belova Watches aired their commercial, which was 10 seconds long and was on a local New York channel called WNBT. Thank you, Tibbs, for finding that because I couldn't. Isn't it fascinating how something such as voiceover has had an interesting history? And that technology has gotten so far with recording voiceovers, from big, tacky machines to small technology that anyone can use. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Name That Voice. All source material will be listed in the description of this video below and in the show notes of the podcast, should you wish to go down this rabbit hole on your own. If you have any requests for research topics, please let me know in the comments. Thank you for watching! Remember that you are loved, you are worthy, and whatever you are struggling with today will pass. Until next time, stay crazy!